with kids your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view i'm one of your hosts steve welcome to the show and joining me this week of course is the eponymous eric hi uh the outrageous hawk welcome friends and the mysterious shouse hello actually i had no reason to uh attach any of those words to any of you i was just picking them out of the sky but i like being eponymous yes it sounds like i'm it sounds like i'm a hip-hop eponymous so yeah, yeah. you know that's a uh, light of the concords. Yeah, run with yeah. it. They're coming back this fall, so <gasps> oh, nice. You know, oh, cool. And they're going on tour here. So oh, really? Get tickets? And really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we definitely have to pay more attention to that then. Mm-hmm. So this week's topic is Spider-Man because. Who's that? Well, you might have seen him in a recent movie or two, <laughs> but Spider-Man, uh, the PS4 game, just came out this week, and uh, we thought to uh, celebrate, we would uh, just talk about all things Spider-Man. Well, actually, mainly the movies, but also comic books. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it uh, came out for PS4, uh, made by Insomniac, a company that's made uh, several games, including uh, Resistance and Ratchet and & Clank. And, and Spyro. Uh, and Spyro, yes. And uh, I know that our uh, our guests uh, this week, Eric and Shouse, have been playing uh, a lot of it. So firstly, what do you think of the game, guys? Uh, Eric? Oh, it's amazing. It So Insomniac is probably one of my favorite game studios just based on the Infamous games. I have the Collector's Edition for both Infamous 1 and 2 and Second Son, so all three of them. Um, that's nice. how much I enjoyed the game. So when I heard that they were doing the Spider-Man game, I was elated. Elated enough that I spent $200 on a special edition of the game. Months ago. Um, months ago, months yeah. and months ago. And I remember back which, then we were... Um, yeah, which I mocked you. Yeah, no, I, back will, then I will admit that. I will admit that. We were in a space where we were like, we're never going to pre-order games again because yeah. Mass Effect had burned us so badly. Yeah. Um, so that we were like, okay. I bought Mass Effect for like six dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Don't rub it in. <laughs> yes. You're the smart one. Yeah. So, so we were like, not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna pre-order anything anymore. And then they released a trailer for Spider-Man. I was like, well, I'm pre-ordering it today. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't. I, I will. I will fully admit the game looks good, and I'm sure when I eventually get around to it, it's going to be amazing. But even off that trailer, I wasn't totally sold. So I, I'm willing to like. I, I'm willing to wait to play, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna love it. I know it. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what you saw in that trailer. But yeah, it was cool. It was it, yeah, it's amazing. And I will let Shouse talk more before I go into more why I like this game. Go, yeah. Shouse, go. Like I, I feel like just from the moment that you start swinging through the city. Hmm. And you realize how wonderfully designed that was and how much control you feel like you have mm. while you're swinging through that city, going from building to building, you realize like you are Spider-Man and <laughs> it is, it nice. is amazing. It's like, I haven't had that kind of feeling since what was the, there was like a Nintendo 64 Spider-Man that everyone really loved, right? Um, well, there was that 
Spider-Man 2 game on GameCube and PlayStation. Yeah, that one was big. Yeah, that people loved. I don't so remember the one on Nintendo 64 one. Maybe people didn't love it, but I remembered it had a minor way of doing something like that. And like, this is huge. Like, it looks so good. And and the the combat mechanics are amazing. And and traversal through the city and. Oh. There, there is something about the depth of it in that. I watched those. There was a short little video playing in the background on IGN, and I just caught my eye in that. But it showed Spider-Man just basically swinging down the street in that, and you could see the depth of the way the buildings were passing by him in that, and you realize like how massive the city was. And it, it, it's crazy because there's like there's all these little details in the game, like like you were saying, like the 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 when you're web swinging, but you can feel like when he. He attaches to buildings. You can feel the release, and it feels like you're swinging yourself. And then, like when you're on the when you're on the ground and you're just walking through, there are people that are just like, "Hey, Spider Man, how's it going?" And you can go nice. over and take a selfie with them <laughs> if they want to, or he goes and talks to them. High uh, fives. Yeah, high no, five. the high fives are really fun. That's there's, cute. And then there's like, like the great thing about Insomniac is that they do like to add these little uh, like moments, or at least these little things that make it just a little bit more special so when you're perched on top of a building or something it's just like silent and you can hear the city and then you go for your first swing and like this music just starts swelling in Mm -hmm. and it feels like Mm -hmm. so epic that you're swimming swinging through the city it's such it's such a good like feeling like i can't even really explain it other than that it's a good feeling to play this game wow to see your faces like the two of you uh uh uh, just just glowing (laughs) beaming Exactly. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have to stop recording now. We're gonna go play the game. <laughs> I, I, like I don't remember having this much fun in a game. Like I like I love I love video games. Like that's not a surprise or anything. But this game is just like a delight to play. Like it's yeah. fun to play. It's like everything. Like the voice acting is phenomenal. There are times when you get lost in the cutscenes because you're like, this feels real. Like mm. the guy who's playing Spider Man is amazing. I don't Great. even know. I don't know what he looks like, but. Like he'll be one of those voices that I'll hear for Peter Parker. Nice, nice. That's high praise. And and Laura Bailey, who's playing um, Mary Mary Jane, Jane is like perfect. Hmm. If they didn't motion cap these two actors, I'm sure they did. But if they didn't, then you know, props to the animation department because they seem so real. Wow. Like, is I would almost say it's like up there with Last of Us kind of Mm -hmm. uh, character interaction in like a CG environment. Yeah, the acting. Mm. Like when you see that, when you see Peter and MJ flirting with each other, it feels real. Wow. Yeah, it's not really, it's not uncanny or anything like that. Yeah. Although I'm taking that point. I'm getting the impression like it's just one of those games you really can escape into, and that you might spend a couple hours just absolutely doing nothing. Yeah, just swinging through the city. Yeah, really catching pigeons. I haven't had that experience in a long time with a game. Yeah. You can collect things. People. Yeah, sorry. I uh, people have been comparing it to Arkham, and I guess uh, on the surface it has those elements. But how would you react to that comparison? Yeah, well, I mean, the combat, first of all, is it's, it's, is yeah, an Ar- Arkham combat basically. Yeah, Just it took like, a page from there for sure. Yeah, like multiplied about, by a hundred though, because there's so much more. Okay, that, that you can do, but like everything up to the you know, there's a little little lines that appear above his head when he knows he's about to get sure, hit. Sure, sure. But that makes more sense. That makes sense. He has the spider yeah. sense. Spidey sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like the Spidey sense from the comic books too, which yeah. is awesome. 
Um, like, yeah, something that I, I'm kind of picking up from just the way you guys are talking about the game. Like, it does sound a lot like Arkham, but it has uh, it has all these uh, delightful elements. I mean, Arkham is so, you know, you're swinging through the city and it's like your city and you've got to, you know, you've got to beat down crime, you know, whereas like with Spider-Man, it already sounds like you're, you're, you're really are the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, you're, seriously. You're just helping out, you know, because people need help. So it's a very different attitude, even though it's mm-hmm. the same type of game. And it's super bright. Like it's a bright city. It looks like New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is uh, a feat on itself. And I don't know, it's, it's such a, it, it's a happy game. Well, one of the mini games is actually going around New York and taking photos of landmarks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's You're also the city and you sort of sure. grab your camera and you take a picture of the empire state building as you fly past it. Um, there's also secret landmarks. I don't know if you came across any of these uh, shows, but um, like take a picture of like uh, the Statue of Liberty because it's not one of the the official ones, but there's okay. a list of s- separate ones that'll garner you something else. There's also like when you think of a Spider-Man game, you think pretty much just you're going to be Spider-Man swinging around. But I'm having a hell of a fun, like a really good time playing as Peter Parker. Like all of his science stuff that you get to do in the game is amazing. Yeah. Like, I love puzzles. So, you know, that part is great. Did you guys hear about the Easter egg that's being removed from the game? <laughs> yeah, uh, I posted it on uh, Kotaku. Yeah. <laughs> Was that you? Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that poor man. <laughs> so, um, for those that don't know, uh, this gentleman contacted Insomniac and was like, I'm really looking to do something special to propose to my girlfriend. So I was wondering if you could put like my proposal in the game because they were both really excited for the game. And they're like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's help a friend out. You can't and I think they said anything for love. Anything for sure. love. Like, so, <laughs> so the game like is about to come out and the guy's like, like he contacted them. He's like, my girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> oh no. So, um, and they're like, well, it's in the game already. And they're like, do you want us to take it out? And he's like, nah, that's okay. <laughs> I think he said he wanted to patch it out and put his grandmother's name in there instead. Yeah. They, they were going to patch it out and, and he wanted to do like a little tribute to his grandmother instead. So they might do that. But it was really clever the way they did it. They used an old marquee sign in that from some theater. I'm sure you could probably find in New York and that. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah there's also wow. great like as you, guys, as you guys are marvel fans i assume um, there are great little easter eggs in the city as well because you can go and find dr strange's uh sanctum oh, yes find, you can find nice. matt murdoch's uh lawyer office nice um, you know on um at wall street they have that giant bull yes right they, they've replaced it with uh lockjaw from the um oh fun uh, yeah, in humans. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's stuff like that. Like you can find Marvel specific thing. Alias Investigations is there too. Oh, nice. oh so, that's the backstory. Is, uh, is Stark Tower in there? Yeah, yeah the yes, the start. It's not Stark Tower there. It's the Avengers Tower. Avengers Tower. Okay. Yeah. So that's there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, I haven't seen that stuff yet. I'm surprised you haven't swung by the Avengers Tower. It's the largest building in that city. I, I've been taking small sections of the city and trying to clear out every single, like find every single little thing you can find in that section. Oh, don't, don't, don't do that because things just keep on popping up. Just <laughs> what I've been doing is when I'm going on my way to uh, a side mission or a main mission, I'll do those little things as I go along. Nice. Uh, you got to be a completionist, man. hundred percent. Oh, I will. I'm almost done all the backpacks. <laughs> I only have five left and it makes me sad because I love we're not going to tell you what those are because I know right. I want you guys to experience the game. So yeah. you heard it. You heard it from Geeks with Kids. It's uh, it's thumbs up all the way for Spider Man. 
the video no. game. It might actually uh, be my favorite um, Insomniac game, which nice. is hard to say because I love Infamous too. All right. Well, well, we'll see. Wait, would we'll you see. say it's one of your games of the year, Eric? It is my game of the year. Game of the Excellent. year. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say the same. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's open it up a little bit then. Uh, so now that we have uh, enjoyed the the tales of the Spider-Man video game, let's uh, get back into the actual uh, original Spider-Man stories, maybe a little bit. Uh, let me just open it up first with uh, why do you guys think uh, that Spider-Man has so much appeal, uh, such that he is one of uh, the most popular, if not the most popular, uh, superhero? Uh, and uh, let's uh, let Hawk start. Uh, with um, we so, had the sock right before this. I mean, yeah, we were having oh, the sock I... before that, uh, and I, I was t- trying to compare Parker to Bruce Wayne in that because um, I think, like, probably like in the DC side of things, Bruce Wayne would be the people, the character a lot of people identify with more so than any other character in that. Sure, um, you know, because he has he doesn't have powers. Everything he has came from you know training and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and comparing him to Parker is, it's a tough one in that. Parker appeals to everybody in that because I think his home life definitely resembles the average person's, uh, you know. Sure, yeah. Uh, he's, you know, a working class student. Uh, he's, you know, caring for, like, in, you know, in the whatever incarnation we're talking about, uh, he's caring for an elderly relative. Right. Um, there's just, there's a lot more of that kind of struggle to him and that and that people you know can identify with and that and yet it never mars his, his perspective on life mm-hmm. He's yeah still a happy positive person throughout yeah i think that's a big part of it is that uh there's a certain positivity and uh this uh family and friends and, mm-hmm. and that that aspect of his supporting cast is really defines him more than i think a lot of other superheroes do yeah um, yeah what do you think eric um i think the popularity of peter parker is because he's he seems like the everyman. Like he's a genius, but he he feels like someone that you would know, like growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if, like if you talk to Kevin Fahey, well, like like obviously I have. <laughs> um, he says that uh, the essential Spider-Man is the teenage Spider-Man, which is true. Like he's the one that people think of the most. And like when he's growing up, you can feel like you can feel him growing up. Like when he's going into his powers, it feels like someone going through puberty. Sure. There's everything. Everything feels so relatable, even though he's this genius guy who has all these amazing powers. Mm -hmm. Like all of the people that are connected to him, like you have the girl next door that you know people generally have in their life, and then they have that um, unattainable girlfriend that you might have one day. That's the Gwen Stacy, and you Mm -hmm. know, or the Felicia Hardy, if you want. Um, Sure. and, And then you have those parenting figures of like. Ben and May and you know everything mm-hmm. feels so real and I think that's what people like about Spider-Man mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. no I agree and I mean uh, I mean directing it to uh, the analogy that, that you brought up Hawk of like sort of comparing the uh, the personas behind the hero like uh, the Bruce Wayne versus the Peter Parker um, I think that uh, something that uh, that really also uh, applies to Spider-Man um, Sorry, I had a different way of wording it, and I, I've just lost it now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> is his uh, actually? 
if someone wants to jump in, I just my my brain just completely froze. <laughs> I, I don't even know where you're going with that. But yeah, I, I know, I know. But um, <laughs> um, if we go back to the most popular, I don't think he's the most popular superhero. I think he's sure. one of the most popular superheroes. Sure. It's hard sure. when you go up against someone who's like Spider-Man, the... or ba- ba- Spider-Man or Batman who have been around for such a long time. Only <laughs> I'm only saying that because you've compared to right. Bruce Wayne. Um, but as as far as the MCU goes, he's I, I'm pretty sure, the, yeah. the most recognizable. For sure, he's the most popular Marvel character. I, I don't have a doubt that he's the most recognizable one. Like yeah. You can go to someone across like the yes. world and just sing that 60s Spider-Man theme song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people will know what it is. Yeah, exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no. Like, I think there's just a certain uh, things about his visual design, about his power set. Uh, oh, yeah, now I remember now. What I was going to say was about his motivations, uh, because mm-hmm. we were talking about uh, Bruce Wayne. And obviously, you know, uh, every superhero has this, you know, alter ego. And, and sometimes that ties very much with uh, the direction of the character. And of course, we know with Bruce Wayne, there's a this is, you know, this narrative, you know, having lost his uh, parents and then, you know, you know, becoming sworn to, to justice, you know, and there's, there's a lot of abstractness to it. Whereas, uh, you know, Peter Parker also has tragedy, um, uh, very similar in, in that regard. But um, the main rules is what Uncle Bed said, with great power comes great responsibility. And it's a very different attitude towards, you know, approaching life, you know, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Batman is, is there to sort of police the world so that tragedies will never happen again. Spider-Man is dealing with ha- having given responsibility, given powers, you know. So I, I think the main difference between the two is that Bruce's, Bruce's tragedies defined him, that, whereas mm-hmm. Parker's tragedies didn't define him, but they still was able to deal with and learn from. I think it did define him to an extent. Like, if you look at Peter Parker, his his pain comes from him not acting, right? Like he could have he could have saved Ben by stopping that robber, yeah. that uh, wrestler yes. robber. Um, so he always has that hanging over his his shoulders. Like he has a responsibility to act because he has that power, which is what Ben has told him. Well, something I'm gonna maybe go into more later when we uh, talk about the movies is is um, how that in action affected the characters. Like it's true that it did have an impact on him, but you know, it very much could have turned him more in a direction like Batman. Like there's a subtle difference there, right? Like he, he doesn't go out to hunt the guy down, you know, in a vigilante rage, but he, but he does, right? He does. Cause he, but then he realizes that it was yes. his fault that Ben died. Like he, it was right. Right. Yeah. No, if, but that's a thing that there, there's there. It, it changes just slightly, you know, where uh, where Batman never really stopped yeah. trying to trying to catch the people who who killed his parents in a there, way. There is a feeling of Catholic guilt in Spider-Man, hmm. like just a little bit. Sure. <laughs> By sure. a little bit, I mean a lot, but not as much as Daredevil. But, no. <laughs> you know, no, there, no. there is that guilt. Um, and I feel like even though he does a lot of good in the world, that still will always be something on in the back of his mind mm-hmm. right yeah. but the, in the way a uh, way like bruce bruce is much more defined by his bruce wayne as a character you can you know i know like recently he went through the whole wedding thing and that but Not uh really. <laughs> his, his tragedy forced him away from the world and that it's like it's almost yes. i don't yes. know why he you know he feels the need to protect the city when he's not even really mm-hmm. connected to the people in it or the people yeah, that's true I think the difference with Peter Parker as well is that even if he didn't have these powers, he'd still be trying to help people mm-hmm. with his brain. Sure. Sure. Like, like you can look at Bruce Wayne and he plays that 
like the billionaire, like the the playboy when he's not Batman, mm-hmm. whereas he could still be helping people like more so mm-hmm. in the bat in the Bruce Wayne role. Yeah, but you never feel like in his world there's any room for like you know these things like family or love or a wife or children because mm-hmm. he isolates yes. himself. Yeah, yes. But with Parker in that, it's it, there. You know, the you know you see that in his future, and that even he sees that. You know, it's he's still trying. You know, as far as you know. The Parker, the Peter Parker we knew and grew up with, and that was always trying to find the balance in that. See, yes. that's interesting. I wonder if, part. I wonder if, if Bruce Wayne only lost one parent instead of both, he would have turned into more like a Peter Parker's person. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I, I think it's a really good point, uh, Haka. That the uh, that is one major difference is Peter Parker is trying to have a normal life. I mean, I remember there was a plot line. We can get more into these sorts of things, but this is a this is a dumb plot line where one of the uh, one of the situations that came up in the comic book was uh, they were having trouble keeping uh, keeping their apartment because <laughs> there was yeah. this guy who who was trying to get them evicted, and that that was a whole thing, you know, because it wasn't a supervillain, it wasn't like a you know like a, a huge plot or anything, but it was it was a big enough problem that they could, might have lost their house, you know. So and that, that, that's and it's not a constant plot too. <laughs> that, it's yeah. not a problem he can web sling his way out of. And yeah, that, it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Shouse, are you back with us? Yeah. <clears throat> I just spilled a bunch of a drink all over my desk. Oh. Yes, yes. Sorry, that was, uh, I did have a brain fart there, but part of it was uh, was also watching Shouse run around trying <laughs> just to leave. solve. Yeah, it. just trying to keep my electronics from getting... <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, no, no, it looked uh, it looked serious. Uh, did you have anything uh, that, uh, that you thought uh, uh, adds to Spider-Man's appeal? Well, just, just what you guys said mm-hmm. was basically what I, what I would have hopped cool. in on. Cool, cool. Right? I, I know I, I didn't hear all of it, but like one of the things that popped into my mind was this idea that, you know, you could be like weak and you could be like a nerd, you could be ge- a geek and sure. And, and you can, in some kind of circumstance, could turn all of that around and make sure. you into a superhero. Yes, that's true. That's right. True. Yes. Like he w- he was being bullied at school and and all of this and then he get bit by the radioactive spider and then all of a sudden he can, you know, stand up for himself. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, that, that's you know, that's another subtle difference between some superheroes and other ones, you know, like Batman where, you know, he trains his whole life and, you know, becomes a a, a finely honed tool where Spider-Man he he, he just kind of gets it sort of it lands in his lap. I mean, yeah, he in the comics he develops, you know, his own uh, web shooter. So there's there's a lot of you know ingenuity there as well. Uh, but uh, but but he largely has it uh, uh, given to him, and then he has to sort of figure out how how it all fits into his life. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. All right. Well, uh, I guess one of the main things uh, to discuss now is uh, the movies. Oh no, no, sorry, comic book stories. Yes. So uh, before we get into the films. I thought I would ask each of you what your favorite Spider-Man storyline was. Uh, and uh, that can be from uh, a show <clears throat> or from a, a comic. Uh, uh, Hawk, what's your favorite Spider-Man storyline? Uh, my favorite probably goes back to when my kind of biggest period of collecting, that was like my kind of preteen years and that, like around ages like 11 to 13. Mm. Uh, and at that time was a storyline that expanded over all three of the uh, comics that were uh, associated with Spider-Man at the time, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, and Web of Spider-Man. And it was Craven's Last Hunt. Right. Uh, so which good. is one, yeah. yeah, one of the darkest storylines in that involving uh, uh, Parker. Um, uh, mostly what I remember from back then is the, uh, the amazing cover art that uh, came out for each issue in that. 
Um, the storyline involves like Hunter, uh, you know, Craven the uh, Hunter, Craven the Hunter, killing but not really killing Parker. Mm. You know, going so far as even bury him, uh, right. using a tranquilizer dart to you know simulate uh, you know death, and that I'm sure had something to do with zombie powder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then taking over his persona in that, uh, it was, uh, uh, I just went on Wikipedia and I wanted to read a little bit about the development of the idea. Um, it was, uh, it was a concept, uh, pitched by John Mark DiMatteis and that, uh, and he pitched it across a couple different, uh, story, uh, you know, different heroes and that, including trying to pitch the idea over to, for a, a Batman storyline. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes uh, sense as a that makes a lot of sense as a Batman storyline. <laughs> yeah, with somebody this, becoming so deranged, you know that they that they take on aspects, you know, of the thing that they hate or that they love or whatever. Yeah, go on. <laughs> but the essential storyline he was pitching was a hero, uh, you know, crawling out of his grave and that to oh. vanquish a villain and that. Yes. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be. I'm reading off of Wikipedia here, but it was supposed to be for a Wonder Man limited series involving his half brother Grim Reaper which was turned down, hmm. uh, ta- turned down by Tom DeFalco. Uh, it was pitched a couple years later for a Batman storyline in, in which the Joker actually kills Batman. Uh, it would have, according to Mateus, it would have effectively turned the Joker sane. Uh, but that was, that was, the pitch was originally re- was rejected because there was already a, a story in development at the same time they felt might have clashed with it. Uh, that was uh, Batman the Killing Joke. Hmm. Uh, finally, after a couple of different iterations, and I landed in with uh, uh, Spider-Man, and they were originally going to try a new villain, uh, but then uh, got the idea to tap the Hunter for this. Right? Uh, yeah. So this was one of the darkest storylines, and because uh, you know it was, it was at the time it was Parker planning his wedding to Mary Jane, uh, and then coming in conflict with the Hunter. Hunter essentially killing him, mm-hmm. burying him, and then assuming his identity to take out a new, a new villain called the vermin. Hmm. Um, and the, the entire thing culminates with the uh, Craven taking his own life with a rifle and that because he's, he's felt he's accomplished his task, right. uh, which was to show that he could be a better Spider-Man than Spider-Man. Yes. In, in his own mind. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no that that was definitely a, a, a really powerful story. Just because it it it's so stylistically, uh, it just went in this this crazy direction. And and the visual that you said inspired the story of a hero crawling out of his own grave, like that's one of the things that I think stands uh, apart with St- Spider Man is he has a lot of very powerful imagery. Like there's just scenes that you remember that just sort of culminate. Um, like for me, you know, the Spider-Man No More storyline, everybody, you know, recognized the shot because they used it in one of the Spider-Man movies of him with the, uh, the costume in a trash can and him just walking down the alley. And that was from the actual original panel, but it's just a very powerful shot, you know? And, uh, yeah, no, um, a show. So do you have a a storyline that you, so like uh, full disclosure, um, I don't think I've ever read a Spider-Man comic book. Wow. Yeah, my my initial exposure to Spider-Man was in like the original cartoons. Cool. Um and 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 then, you know, the, on the big screen like with Tobey Maguire. My yeah. original cartoons, you mean the 60s or the 90s? 60s. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, you yeah. didn't watch the 90s one? I I never got into the 90s one, but I remember uh, I remember the 60s one. Like it seemed pretty cheesy, yes. but it was fun to watch, you know, the, sure. the, Yeah, yeah, totally. Everything. 
the '90s mm-hmm. one was actually quite faithful to a couple of the storylines. Yes, yeah, yeah which was actually really true. good. Yeah. So well, do I don't you have a particular it? story. I'm actually quite enjoying listening to you guys talk about these. It's making me want to, you know, get into the comic <laughs> books a little bit. Sure, sure. Well, actually, what Eric just said, the '90s uh, cartoon would be a great way to to do it because they took they kind of cherry picked all the best stories and and uh, and did a really good presentation of them. So that's okay. actually a really good way to approach it instead of you know, going back through with the old comics. Now, one um, of my friends uh, was telling me that there's actually a new animated series that they just recently put out. Uh, yes, I actually haven't seen it though. Uh, has anyone watched it yet? Mm, is no, it out now already? It's on Disney actually, I'm not sure. or something like that? Um, wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, 2017. Oh, oh, oh. Here he goes. 2017, yeah. Not not super new. This was. Is this the one where they have the younger... Oh, this is the one I watched. This is the one where they have him as part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they have like younger versions of like Nova and a bunch of other superheroes mm-hmm. actually- yes oh, cool i yeah. haven't seen it but like it's it's intriguing to me because i want my my son and and you know and, and my daughter to, to start getting into some superhero characters and and you know you, you got to be careful about how you do it because I, I don't want them to get into like the super violent stuff at, at a young age right so you're, not, you're not starting them off with judge dread comics then. no no <laughs> L- luckily the Rock. cartoons for most comic book um shows are not super violent yeah this one's good because it has laura bailey who plays mj in the video game playing um gwen stacy oh okay mm. yeah that oh, might be cool to check out yeah mm-hmm. yeah that sounds fun uh eric what is uh, your favorite spider-man story? do do are we doing two or are we doing one i think well, one's good you can yeah. you can do mine if you want you can do two yeah if you want to do two and then <laughs> okay if you have a second one you can go i'll on. give you two i'm having because trouble coming up with a second one so I, okay. uh, yeah i was talking to hawk about this um the two of them um so my number one Mm-hmm. Spider-Man tale is not even a Spider-Man tale or okay. not a Peter Parker one because I love the the origin story of Miles Morales, the ultimate Spider-Man. Ah, okay, cool. So Miles Morales is a he yes, is explain a, that. <laughs> so he's a teenage boy set in the ultimate universe, which was sort of supposed to be this like updated uh now-ish um mature mm-hmm. Marvel universe in the comics. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Miles Morales is the son of a police officer, uh, Jefferson Davies, um, and his wife was Joy. So he's a mixed uh, Puerto Rican and black um, child, which was cool because, you know, people really like that a black (laughs) Spider-Man. But also, that was a great way of showing the diversity of New York that they never really captured in that with Mm -hmm. people. Yeah, exactly. So they Mm -hmm. wanted to bring it. Basically, he was conceived in a time when... um, the guy who, who wrote the story saw Donald Glover in Spider-Man PJs in a community episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That would be awesome. So he wrote a, he wrote a Spider-Man story. Was that really Spider-Man. the genesis of Miles Morales? Yeah, yeah, pretty wow. much. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so Miles is just a teenage boy. And um, so he's at home and his uncle, who's a thief, um, had stolen a experimental spider, like a radioactive spider from... Uh, you know, a lab and he brought it home mm-hmm. and it escaped in his house and it bit Miles. So Miles, you know, gets these powers like Spider-Man. There is a Spider-Man, there is a Peter Parker Spider-Man in his universe. Mm. Yes, that's right. So he gets these powers, uh, including two other ones where he can like sh- shoot these projections and he can camouflage himself. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, he sees Peter Parker die like between a fight between Peter Parker and the Green Goblin of that universe. Mm-hmm. And he realizes that he could have helped him in that moment. So he feels 
you know, obligated. Like he feels the guilt again, guilt for Spider-Man to do something and to help people. And he realized that he can't. So he takes up the mantle of Spider-Man. He actually gets trained by like uh, superheroes. Like people know who he is. Like Nick Fury knows him and his family. And it's actually really cool. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. His his dad actually, um, Jefferson Davies, he's he's actually if you see the the trailer for the the Altered yes. Dimensions or whatever the new move into the Spider-Verse. Yes, into the Spider-Verse, yes. His dad is portrayed perfectly because you can see he's a little yeah. bit overprotective, but he's funny. Yeah. He's yeah. like that in the comics too. He actually ends up uh joining Shield so he can look over his son, not look over his son's shoulder, but to keep an eye on him. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a great segue. I was going to mention that if uh, if you're interested in this character, uh, and I think this movie looks really cool, uh, it is coming out Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, an animated movie coming December the 14th this year. So, and it's crazy because in that movie, the Peter Parker of Miles mm-hmm. Morales' universe is already dead, so mm-hmm. he's taken up the mantle for a while now, and he ends up he ends up seeing another. Peter Parker, the the adult version of Peter Parker, yeah, like, an approaching older, middle age version, yeah, an older one, yeah. So, so all these multiverses start start going together, and you get like noir Spider, um, who's this like uh, a noir Spider Man, and it's it's played by Nick, what's his name, Nicholas Cage. I believe. Oh, oh goodness. Well, there you go. That's all I need. To, oh, to this now. <laughs> yeah, no, Into the Spider-Verse is going to be like a cross-dimensional celebration of everything Spider-Man. That's <laughs> It's, it's going to be fantastic. When does that and come it, out? Um, uh, uh, December the uh, 14th or 15th. Ooh, it's, it's this year. Yeah, definitely go take your kid to it. I'm definitely going to... I'm going to debate bringing uh, mine to it. I think she's still a little young, but I definitely want to see it with my nephew or something. Hmm. Um, I, think, I think that's probably my favorite Spider-Man arc and i i love that he they brought miles to the proper 616 616 i think that's right uh marvel universe right. my second the my, universe. my second favorite spider-man mm. story is also spider-man without peter parker okay <laughs> and well, it, how, about, how about i go with mine real quick then okay you go uh, and then you can go back to your your mine non- sort of has peter parker well it, mine doesn't totally have peter parker either but it probably has a little more peter parker than yours uh so my favorite spider-man story very quickly is uh the uh the culmination of the venom arc in which uh, uh venom finally appears mm. and fights spider-man and uh I, i'll uh, uh, well, I guess I'll go into it now because we were going to maybe talk about this a little bit later. But a lot of people uh, will recognize the Venom uh, character, but uh, they might not actually know the exact uh, origin. And I don't know that the movie coming out will actually be following that either. Well, they won't. Not at all. I no. doubt it. Um, uh to try to sum this up uh, as quickly as possible, one of the earliest Marvel Universe crossovers was called uh, Secret Wars. And uh, without getting into it too much, a, a being of incredible power uh, saw into our universe, uh, he's called the Beyonder, and he was curious about life because where he comes from, there isn't anything like that. So he kind of plucked people and places and composed a planet just to see what would happen. And uh, anyway, uh, this was the first uh, crossover between many Marvel characters. But one minor event that happened while they're on the planet uh, was uh, some of the costumes got uh, got wrecked in the process of being transported across the galaxy. And um, anyway, uh, one of the characters reached into some alien technology and pulled out a 
brand new suit and it was like magic so peter parker was like oh i gotta do that too so he reached in and he pulled out the black spider-man costume so the black and white version of the spider-man costume originated on this alien world however much later they decided that that actually wasn't a costume and it was actually something alive and uh, <laughs> so eventually uh the symbiote creature which he inadvertently um left the planet with uh, started to uh, take control of him. And a lot of this you see in the Spider-Man 3 movie by Sam Raimi. But um, anyway, uh, the plot that I was referring to is uh, at, at a certain point, Spider-Man becomes aware that uh, the suit is actually uh, alive and trying to take him over. So uh, he gets rid of it by uh, going to a, a church uh, bell tower uh, because sound is one of the only things that seems to affect uh, the creature. And uh, the creature eventually, due to the intense uh, bell tolls, uh, withers away and is presumed to have died. But um, as it turns out, it actually crawled, uh, dying, into the church and uh, found a new host, uh, Eddie Brock, a rival journalist in Peter Parker's uh, uh, journalistic life, who uh, hated him as well. And the two decided to merge to become Venom because they had a, a shared hatred of both Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really epic story, especially because this was the height of Todd McFarlane's uh, art uh, to Spider-Man, which added a certain dynamism to the way everything looked. And he's mm -hmm. the one who made Venom the horrifying, strange, twisted amalgamation of <laughs> Spider-Man nightmares that we know today. And uh, yeah, it was just like the ultimate battle between... Um, Peter Parker versus Eddie Brock and Venom versus Spider-Man. Yeah, and, despite uh, despite the universal hate for Spider-Man three, the the movie with um, you know Tobey Maguire and company, they really did that bell tower scene really well. They like, did like, yeah. mm -hmm. <clears throat> like ripping the 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 symbiote off by knocking the the giant bell and then having Eddie Brock underneath. Yes, that was such like that brought me that gave me a little bit of hope when I watched that when yeah. I watched that movie. And no, then, it was well crafted. You know. And then even the ending when he had all those poles around and yes. created yeah. those sonic vibrations so that it freaked out uh the symbiote. Mm -hmm. Symbiote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, no, no, that they they those few details definitely were well uh, well crafted in the film. Yeah, anyway. A lot of potential. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was my favorite uh storyline. So uh, I hand it back to you, Eric. My um my second favorite uh storyline actually happened not too long ago. It's actually from I think twenty thirteen ish, maybe twenty fourteen ish. Mm -hmm. It's um the superior Spider Man story line, which, right? Which happened um you know yes. obviously not too long ago, and in this uh series, a dying Doc Ock who's still super smart, um ends up mm -hmm. switching bodies with Peter Parker. So he switches mm -hmm. Peter Parker's mind into his dying body, and then. You know his body dies, but uh, Doc Ock is stuck in Peter Parker's body. It's really yeah. cool because you you see um, <laughs> you see Spider Man um, with the sort of the, not the ruthlessness of of Doc Ock, but sort of you know, mm. um, and it has that. It, it, it's neat because you see Doc Ock's personality um, getting sort of changed by Peter Parker's mm -hmm. person persona that was in that body. In his life, yeah, yeah. So it was it was neat seeing these two really smart and amazingly written characters uh sort of go at it in one body and wow. uh, i don't really want to yeah more into it because it is a good storyline and it's new enough that you can pick it up and trade yes and uh, if if you if you want to you should check it out 
Yeah, there's been a lot of really dumb Spider-Man storylines, and I was thinking mm-hmm. that could be a whole episode in and of itself. But uh, yeah, of the recent storylines, that is definitely one of the best. It is yeah. one of the good new ones, yeah. which uh, are are few and far between, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, ah, oh, so Spider-Man, yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, let's maybe go into the movies a little bit. Um, so I think to make the discussion easier, let's call them. What do you What do you guys think? The Raimi movies, the Web. Movies. I, I wouldn't say the web movies because I totally forgot who Mark Webb was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's do it by the actor then. So uh, the McGuire movie, uh, the Garfield movies, and uh, the uh, Holland movies or movies. So, so the the all the the pretty good ones, the all right ones, and the <laughs> amazing ones. <laughs> well, that's that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> so uh, I shall put it to you, Hawk. Uh, uh, who is your favorite uh, Peter Parker? Uh, as portrayed by those three actors. Ooh, um, it's got to be Tom Holland right now because right now he just inhabits that character. He's perfect for it, and, that, and especially in the, like you know, the new iteration of the MCU and that. Um, but I really gotta say, like, you know, Tommy Tommy McGuire impressed uh, with Peter Parker and that, and was probably one of the reasons those movies were you know were so successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had this, he you know. I remember my brother commenting on it that that they must have done uh, some lap some time lapsing in the in the actual filming of the movie because uh, when we first meet Peter Parker and that he, you know he's very much a skinny kind of yeah. kid you know uh, I remember my brother commenting that he had a little bit of bitch titty going on <laughs> <laughs> so there was this point where he must have taken a, a, like a few months in between in that to uh, you know hit a CrossFit and some weight training and that because he really. <laughs> for the film yeah uh, but you know he was he was pretty he was a top actor at that time that you know it's like i remember him from Mang Lee's the ice storm and that uh, mm-hmm. um and, you know i thought he was definitely one to watch and that uh he really brought out that kind of you know the nerdiness uh the geekiness mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. the sweetness behind the character sure uh, mm-hmm. yeah so, you know That's and good. Yeah, and I think he really helped to carry those those at least those first two films and that to those high points that they reached creatively. Yeah, McGuire McGuire really had that dorky thing. Yes, yeah. down like just his looks. Like you, you could see him. You're like, if if I saw that yeah. kid in high school, you'd be like, yeah, that guy's a dork. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think nerd that's... from high school, I'd be one of the nerds being like, man, <laughs> you'd be taking his lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I did think his casting was a little strange, but it made sense from that perspective. And I think that that's one of the, one of the reasons why Garfield doesn't work so well. I mean, I think Garfield yeah. has some nice moments, but he looks too good. He looks way know? too cool. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. is a good looking guy. And you're just like, yeah. I don't believe that anyone would. <laughs> yeah, make there's no way guy. he's being yeah. bullied. And there's no way that not all those girls aren't already all over him. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I like he's a great actor and he has some very good moments, some great line deliveries, but you just don't believe him, you know, as a, yeah. as a Peter Parker. I think Tom Holland is the, the perfect one purely because he has the attitude and he like he's a good looking man, but he he just looks sort of like a regular good looking guy. Yeah, so he could totally just disappear in a regular high school crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what he does. He's not outstanding and he's not like uh, super dorky. He's just an invisible person. Sure. I, I, I think ever the three him? of them, like Holland, I think does a better job of making the the one-liners and the quips and stuff while he's yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, and you, you see that during the Civil War, the Captain America Civil yes. War movie, when he was fighting in that scene. It's like, yes, this is exactly what you want of a Spider-Man. You want him to be making mm-hmm. yeah. jokes the whole time. Exactly. Well, 
that was actually something I did. (laughs) That was something I didn't differentiate. Sorry. I was going to say uh, best Spider-Man and best Peter Parker is two separate categories. So that actually is a great segue. I mean, Shouts, did you have an opinion on the best Peter Parker? Uh, uh, Tom Holland for sure. Yeah. 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 I think we're all in agreement. To be honest, the guy in the Spider-Man game is a close second to him. He's really good. He's okay. He is. He is Mm -hmm. spot on as well. All right. Well, I'll definitely have to get that game sooner rather than later. Yeah, uh, so then going to the best Spider-Man, which I should have said at the beginning, uh, does that actually change anybody's opinion? Nope. No. Mm-hmm. Feel like no. Holland is the best Spider-Man? No. I, I, I liked um, Garfield as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I think his suit looked great. And Yeah. Okay, his... can I mention something about the suits for a second? Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, one of the things that have always sort of hel- um, held me back from, from believing in the story was um, how the suit went from something that like a montage where he's just got some scissors and some felt <laughs> to yeah. suddenly this amazing, perfectly designed and cut like spandex thing. And so for both the Tobey Maguire and the Garfield movies, it was like, where did this suit come from? Like what professionals created this thing? Because it obviously wasn't him. And then like, at least in the Garfield movies, it, it was like, okay, well, it looks like he ordered like a spandex suit and yeah. Yeah, modified yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. But like the idea that Tony Stark actually built, like, created the suit for Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, yeah, he had he the had resources to make it for him. It, it was more believable for me. You know what's yeah. funny? is Me and Hawk were talking about this last night, and that's one of the parts that I dislike about the Marvel parts, the Marvel movies. I always liked the idea that he was a dumpster diver that just kept on upgrading his suit until it got better and better mm-hmm. and better. Like, he, he's that smart that he could do that. Yeah, but but with a film, they don't have enough time to no, show him don't. like doing that evolution. Unfortunately, I mean, they do always show him going through a montage of, of yeah. making the costume, but it's got to be a much shorter time span. Yeah, I was going to say I, I give Garfield some extra points for his Spider-Man because um, I don't know. I thought he was quite enjoyable in some parts uh, with with his quips and and the way he, I guess, the physicality of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, Holland is the complete package. I mean, he really. Like what you said, Chaos, I really like his line delivery. Uh, his just his jokes um, while being Spider Man are the best. Plus, he can do all the gymnastics yeah, like without sure. wires. Like he, he, it's him doing it, and yeah. you know he can do it. So that does make a difference. Well, he sounds so innocent too when he's delivering all his lines. Like he yeah. sounds genuinely excited to be there fighting in a battle or yes. to be fighting some bad guys. I, I think it helps that he's also super excited to be there as an actor. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's yeah. a genuine excitement from him, like being with all these heroes that are also his acting heroes. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's amazing. No, it, it, it totally shows through. Yeah. Sorry. Think, think about that scene in infinity war, right? Where he's like, you know, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Like if that scene was delivered by Garfield or by, you know, you know, like any others, Spider-Man, I don't think it would have the same effect. Like, I think that he's, I don't know. Tom Holland's character is, is so like innocent. Yes. I, I think, yeah. I think McGuire would have done a good job at that. McGuire would yeah, have done a good job. But he's a good actor in general. Yeah. So. But uh, playing off of what Eric said in that about this kid who's basically like an actor who's among his acting heroes and that and having to kind of act out that scene and that, uh, mm-hmm. it was almost like it was just so, you know, a kid coming to the height of his, you know, just coming into his powers and all of a sudden yeah. having it taken away. You know, yeah. so I think <laughs> yeah. it really played off of that. Yeah. Yeah, they built up they built up uh, his uh, character and his relationships very well in the MC movies right now. Yeah. Uh, so um, Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Uh, 
Shouse, who is your favorite portrayal of these characters? Uh, so for this one, it would be the Garfield movies. It would be uh, Sally Field and uh, mm-hmm. and Martin Sheen. I, I thought their 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 chemistry was awesome. Yeah, and I I really liked like Martin Sheen's uh, delivery of his various responsibility yeah. lines. Like you wanted to just you, you you almost felt like okay, you know, sorry, sir, I'll, I'll listen. You know, even as as the yeah. audience, yeah. you know, yeah, you, you felt like you could learn a lot from him. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with you just on that they're my favorite it's hard to say because yeah there's not um, much it, portrayal of uncle ben yeah, and the yeah. others like he's not in the the, the new ones at all right yeah so. but like each of the Mays brought something different like the first yeah. may was like this elderly grandmother who you just like you mm-hmm. felt for and then um sally fields has a, has a little bit more spunk like they they went a little bit younger and now mm-hmm. they have mercer tomei who's like super <laughs> spunk in her early in her 40s and you're just like like it's hard to pick Marissa Tomei yeah. just because we haven't seen her do it. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. She's good yeah. at what she does though. Being the young hot May. Yep. <laughs> what do you think, Hawk? <laughs> oh, Marissa Tomei all the way. Uh yeah. no, yeah. that's the most mean, but just cause like I'm sorry. Because your pants are telling you to. <laughs> Mar- I remember Marissa Tomei. All the way back from uh, the Cosby spinoff, A Different World. She was in the first season of it. Yes, she was. <laughs> yes, right. she was. And then on to the cousin, my cousin Vinny. No, it's so, Mercy so, so Tomei. Not so really much based is, on it's, the work. It's, it's, your, just, it's your shorts that are telling it's you. My, it's my, <laughs> yes. Not my brain working on this one. <laughs> Um, yes, I will. I will go with uh, the Sally Fields uh, um, portrayal, and and also on that note, uh, what Shaus was saying with Uncle Ben, I, I think that's one aspect I don't like about the uh, uh, the Peter Parker in um, uh, Garfield's Peter Parker because uh, the his uh, parental figures are so reasonable. And yeah. I feel like he was so unreasonable, like just the way they set up that situation, like they made him into such a jerk, you know, yeah, he was like spoiled Brad there. he was yeah. so spoiled, you know, and I was just like, ah, oh, I just couldn't get behind that situation. It's not as gray as it, it, it ought to have been, in my opinion, you know, and like, yeah, even like when that guy like is robbing the store and like the store owners like, you know, help me out. It's like, you know that situation that was created there where the the guy was like, you can't even take a penny. Like the whole situation was so negative, right? It's like, yeah. I wouldn't have helped that guy either, you know? So everything was just negative, 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 except for uncle Ben. And it was so tragic, you know, mm-hmm. like he's like, he's out looking for him when he gets killed. Like, ah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I definitely, yeah. That uncle Ben will always be the uncle Ben. I, I think it's a good thing. They didn't include that retread again, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that plot line. So, uh, favorite love interest so i say love interest of course because it's a, it's a different person mm-hmm. in uh the garfield uh a different character in the garfield storyline um but who across all the movies including the first three spider-man movies did you think was the best love interest i, <sighs> I wonder if we're all on the same page here that's a good sigh it, it, it's 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 weird Eric. because like <laughs> like kirsten dunce is horrible <laughs> um i didn't like her um uh i just don't like her in general i liked her in interview with the vampire but everything else after that i've just been like mad on her i liked seeing gwen stacy on film in general yes. like i liked uh what's her face what's her emma, name? emma stone i like emma stone in general and i thought she brought a great gwen stacy on film mm-hmm. um the new spider-man homecoming mj like we don't know if she's actually Mary know. Jane or not. Yeah, there's so not to go on right there's 
there's all this like up in the air. Yeah. yeah. My favorite incarnation of Mary Jane right now is the video game one. <laughs> oh, good. I keep saying that, but yes, because Laura Laura Bailey right. is fantastic. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. I just I it's hard. Like I I if I had to go with the films, I guess it would be Gwen Stacy. Yeah, unfortunately, I think. Yeah, I don't know. What... Her she was really good in that role. Like, like Emma Stone was fantastic. Her death scene was brutal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just true. like it was in the in the in yeah. the comic, but actually hearing the crack was not expected when I saw it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I think Gwen Stacy's pretty much hands down the winner in that. Yes, Kirsten Dunst, especially in th- in three, uh, just could, brutal in three. I could not sympathize with her at all in that. You know, her mediocre singing in that is kind of limiting her career in that. But she was just being, you know totally meh about the whole thing she was all right in number one and everyone loved the upside down kiss sure so, yeah, yeah I was, that's an iconic movie moment in that but yeah it's like the character really had no evolution or way or way to go in that you know? i don't even remember her in the second one and i like yeah. the second one uh, <laughs> i have it on dvd three times yeah. <laughs> shows what do you think i'm going with kirsten dunst really Whoa. yeah, yeah. Dark because because that first Spider-Man movie um, was a big deal for me. Like it was, and I mean, probably for a, a lot of us, that was sort of like when we saw what a modern day sort of superhero movie could look like, mm, right? It was yeah. before the MCU and it was before we got like a lot of the whole transition into comic book movies, right? I had that moment. Everything. I had that moment in X-Men, which was before that. Just slightly before. Yes. Yeah, I didn't and, have that same moment in X-Men. I loved X-Men. But when I saw that first Spider-Man, I thought, wow, this is, you know, I feel like this is going to go somewhere. We're going to see a lot more superhero movies. And I, think that's fair. And I don't know. I, I, I feel like I may have had a little crush on Kirsten Dunst during that movie. Sure. It was, that, it was that rain scene. Where, Could be. Where the upside well you done. know, she wasn't that bad in the first one. I just, yeah. it just got worse as the. I, I'm not even thinking yeah. of the second and third ones right now. I'm just yeah. sort of focusing on on that first one. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was trying to break it up by movie, just in case I made a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, I, I, yeah. Uh, no, she was all in the in the McGuire movie. She was all, her basically her main function was to be the damsel in distress. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. Of yes. Course. Yeah. No, that's absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's the reason we don't we don't remember her in the second one. Um, because I think that really was her function in the second one. Hmm. Um, I actually agree with uh, Shouse on this one too. Um, I really like the Gwen Stacy uh, portrayal because she was a different character, one that we don't often get to see, and I think it was handled very well. Uh, it's nothing to do with the acting; uh, it's just uh, the script. Um, I went back through those movies, and um, Garfield and Emma Stone are fine actors, but. They just kind of make a lot of sounds at each other and never really. It, it, it's just, yeah. it's awkward city. And I'm not saying I, I don't. I'm not saying it's bad. It just doesn't appeal to me as much. That's all I'm I saying. I think I think I believe their chemistry more than I believe Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, though. I think Kirsten Dunst in the second and the third movie, and Tobey Maguire in the second, both of them, both actors in the second and third, start to fall apart because yeah. there's too much. I producer meddling going on but those are not like the third movie is definitely uh, there's too much happening right yes um but taken on its own i i do agree with shows i did also feel the same like i'd seen x-men and i loved blade 
Uh, but there was something magical about Spider-Man because it's, you know, the pleasant, you know, neighborhood guy. Right. And, and that's the girl that you believed he really liked, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know that moment really did work for me. And yeah, I know I'm, I'm, putting this all in this one moment but i think that movie overall did a good job for their relationship whereas yeah i also agree with you eric that it doesn't work after that movie so (laughs) i don't know which is funny because spider-man 2 is my favorite of the spider-man movies yeah 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 Um, i I, I think the thing too with with gwen stacy and in in that first uh, amazing spider-man was that like going back to the idea where we were just discussing how peter parker seemed too attractive and too cool to be Peter Parker, mm-hmm. it's almost seemed like he didn't really have to do much to impress her or to woo her, or that's he funny, was yeah. just all over him from yeah. right from the right from the start. Whereas mm-hmm. it it seemed like the character, uh, the love interest in the other movies weren't as maybe as, as accessible. No, See, I wonder. They, I wonder if that a... would have been different if McGuire was there instead of Andrew Garfield. Sure. Right. Yeah, that's true. They're both too good looking. You know, it just yeah. <laughs> right from the get go. <laughs> you know, let's just pop in the ugly one. Yo, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah. like, I don't know. I, yeah. I I did I did like certain aspects of the first Spider Man. I had I had a lot of issues with not being able to see Willem Dafoe. Yes. Um, I had I had a lot of issues actually after seeing that movie the the first time in theaters. Because sure. I remember everyone loving it and me being like, it was pretty good. They captured the the ending properly and stuff like that. Sure. Get some good cinematography. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. Well, actually, let's segue that into uh, favorite villains then. Like, I don't want to... I was going to say favorite Green Goblin, because but there's only two. So let's just say who over all the movies so far uh, is your favorite uh, villain portrayal? I have just two. One. Oh, all right. Of course they're, they're tied um, because I really liked... Uh, um, the vulture in yes. homecoming. Yeah. I thought I thought they gave him a lot of depth. Yeah. Which is yeah. Not Adrian Toomes for him. Adrian Toomes does not have a lot of depth no. in, in the no, comics. Two dimensional. He, he's yeah. sort of just a big a hole. Yeah. Um, a big rich a hole. But yeah. having him like being scorned by the uh by Tony being, Stark and, yeah. and all of that. He's just a working man. Yeah, he's yeah. a working man that gets screwed. Like you can see his perspective in that one. Now was he mm-hmm. the father of the girl in in the comics too? No. No. no, no, no. That was a twist they added to the movie. Yeah, it was a good twist too. Yeah, good I really liked him. I think he's probably just a notch above uh, Doc Ock in Spider-Man Two. Sure. Spider-Man Two is my favorite um, villain so far. Yeah, because he was Doc also Bully. another person who was relatable, but just sort of went a little crazy when the inhibitor chip broke. Right. Yeah. 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 And the system overtook him. Uh, Shouts. Who's your favorite villain? So I, I was going to say Doc Ock as well. Um, mm. I really, I really enjoyed that Fair character, enough. and it just—it seemed like watching Spider-Man try to deal with him was was quite an interesting experience because it was, you know, something. Especially in that movie, it was something he wasn't prepared for. Right. And and so I thought that was really cool watching that. Um, I, I hadn't really thought of the Vulture, um, you know, when preparing for this, but I'm going to agree with Eric as well. Like I, I really, <laughs> he, he was an important part of of that movie, and and I did. Like aside from the other villains who just sort of became evil, like I'm thinking of of the the, the lizard, um, seemed very one dimensional. Like I, I wasn't like all of a sudden it was like I'm going to turn all humans into lizards and right. Like it, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It was yeah. weird because he's such a good. Like I like the lizard as a character because yeah, he's like 
like Doc Ock, he's a, a mentor figure. There's some tragedy there too. Yeah, and there's a lot of tragedy for there. And like he was just trying to make the world better by, you know, making people that's, grow back their limbs and whatnot. That's right. an interesting kind of running theme throughout Spider-Man is that like his mentors end up, end up becoming his worst enemies. Yeah. I think only a couple. <laughs> well, well, at least in the movie portrayals. And that yeah, because, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, I mean, one running theme is that he often does know his uh, enemies in real life as well. So there's there's that duality that, off, that often does happen. They're either his best friends or they're like children of his best friends or his enemies or yeah. <laughs> rivals mm-hmm. or his professors. So it's it's kind of funny that way. Uh, Hawk, who is your favorite villain portrayal? <sighs> I this is a tough one for me in that because obviously I you know Willem Dafoe was a huge wasted opportunity because mm-hmm. like you know he was very he was a great Norman Osborn mm. um, you yes. know and uh, you know the fact that he was you know basically you know his portrayal of the Green Goblin was just like basically shielded behind some steel mask and that you know still right. represents one of the most one of the most wasted opportunities because Dafoe is has been an amazing character actor for a lot of years and that. And mm-hmm. There was this one moment in the first movie in that where he first emerged from the chamber in that and did that weird kind of scowling. <sighs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had such high expectations for his portrayal when, when I saw that because I thought little makeup in that and they would yeah. he would have looked perfect. Did you see the yeah. animatronic test for the no. for the the original goblin? Like no. it wasn't gonna be a mechanized suit. It was gonna be like an actual you he, he would have looked like the comic book character and it looked amazing and they yeah. never went with it and mm. i i never understood it it just it yeah. bothered yeah, it bothered yeah. The i will say he is the biggest wasted opportunity in that as far as actual portrayals now yeah, probably like you know melina M- M- nailed Alfred it melina, yeah, yeah in the second and that because you know we got to see his face and that we got to see yes. all, you know, all his motivations and that that whole inhibitor chip thing and that yeah. when he started talking to himself like he had yes. that, he had that golem moment type thing mm-hmm. yeah going for him i loved it i thought that was great yeah yeah yeah, I, I I have to agree with Eric. I mean, I I would say Molina, um, and then uh, the Vulture, uh, for all the reasons that have already been said. Yeah, I, I do think the Vulture though kind of maybe edges out just a little bit because he's fresher in my my memory. Yeah, but they're both they're both such great actors, you know. Yes, like that's that's yeah. that's what made it. They both were able to bring their A game, whereas Defoe, uh, as Hawk said, uh, wasn't able to. You know, like, I almost feel like well, we should have done a marathon of these movies before we did this episode. Well, yeah. I I don't think I think I don't think Defoe couldn't bring his a game he didn't have material to work with though mm-hmm. That's sure, hard sure. Like, it's hard when you have a massive villain that you can't see anything happening yeah yeah against, that's against yeah. a spider-man who can't see anything happening yeah like, no that's yeah. sort of what i meant yeah sorry i didn't i didn't really explain it but yeah you're right you're right that's yeah, yeah. no the the mask yeah I, that's the thing when you have two people who are like cg it's it's very hard to <laughs> really enjoy yourself <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think I think the 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 thing that is neat about the vulture is at the end, like when you see in the cre- in the end credits when he's talking to Mac Gargan, mm-hmm. um, who if we see a dude guy from um, Far Cry Three slash um, what's it called? Uh, what's that clone TV show? On t- uh, Orphan Black. Orphan Black, like he was on both. Um, mm. If he becomes scorpion in one of these future movies and mm-hmm. you know they're building to sinister six this is michael Man- this is michael mando we're talking about right michael mando yeah yeah um, yeah from better call saul if i don't know if anyone's oh. been watching he's fantastic. oh is he on there too cool he's nice. fantastic on that show yeah uh, like like i i 
the, the Adrian Toomes there and him being like a back and forth, like is he a good guy or a bad guy thing? Like he has something to Yeah. Uh something good. And I like and that he's, he's coming back for the next film. Yeah. Well that's uh let's let's move on to the next topic, which is sort of related to this. Uh I'm gonna try to merge a couple of things because uh, we're running a little long, but uh Yeah, we can talk about is- Spider Man forever. Yeah, that's the trouble. Like, I, I actually was doing all this extra research on, like, what happened behind the scenes for all the Spider-Man movies. And it got to the point where I could probably talk about that for an hour on its own. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's just, there were, like, so many failed productions and so many, like, weird decisions that were made. But um, uh, let me merge these two. Uh, so Sony still owns Spider-Man. And uh, we know that we're still going to get some MCU Spider-Man. Uh, what are your hopes for the future of Spider-Man? Are there any characters specifically that you want to see show up either in the MCU or possibly a Sony spinoff? <laughs> and just name one. Shouts. Uh, uh, I, I want to see an MCU version of Gwen Stacy. Yes. Interesting. I think that'd be pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. What, what kind of Gwen Stacy? Like Spider-Gwen? Or broken back Gwen. Broken back Gwen. Oh, that's terrible. Well, I, I'm I'm not sure how they would make like unless you did like some <laughs> universe stuff. How would you make the the Spider Gwen stuff? Yeah. Fit into the movie line. It would be cool. <laughs> there well, was a storyline when she was resurrected, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah but it was, it was a couple bad. times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. So okay. some of these things we could. <laughs> yeah, uh, Haku is. Uh, is there a character you'd like to see come to life? Oh, anybody like a villain wise or anything like that? Yeah, anything. Um, it probably never happened in that, but I would. I you know going back, I'd love to see a Craven. Yeah, yeah. Craven, well, Craven's one of those movies in development over at Sony. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like as just as an individual, like, uh, like as an individual, I don't see how that works. In that he, he, he's <laughs> he's he's an he's a he's an enemy. You know. Yeah. He he's meant to kind of appear in one film and that basically die off at the end of it, and that's about it. You know. So who, who, right. would, you, who would you have play him? Who could play him right now? Mm. Um, I'm gonna say right now, just off the top of my head, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, okay. But he's Batman. <laughs> he's, he's, he's other batman okay, he's thomas, thomas, thomas wayne he's thomas wayne he's negan right now in that but um visually you know he fits he fits the role in that um good actor yeah, yeah. long background in you know comic book history and that so you know if they, if they were looking to cast in that he'd probably be at the top of her buzz list what, what about if uh the dcau or the dc extended dceu fails yes. don't you want jason momoa being craven <laughs> oh, that would be awesome! Oh yeah! Oh my god! He has a better. He has yeah. He has a physique for it. That. Although he would also make an amazing my man. If we go back to DC, oh, yeah, that's true. But you know, uh, there's precedent for them crossing over now. Like we've got freaking Bane playing Venom. So you know, whatever. Yeah. That's fair. That's Doesn't fair. matter. Yep. There's no yeah. loyalty anymore. So, so, oh, I mean, I, I, you know, uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin got two. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he was uh, he was Jonah Hex, so he already played a DC guy too. So there you go. Oh God, I forgot about that. So Jason <laughs> Momoa was I doing remember. photos at Fan Expo, right, with with fans. Yeah, oh, and nice. I saw some of them posted on Facebook, and I guess he did them shirtless. <laughs> uh, of course he did. Why wouldn't he? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and if he had a shirt on, I'd be like, take that off. <laughs> yeah, I'm spending this money. money for this. Where do you think you are? My <laughs> 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 man. Uh, you go who do you want to see uh steve i'll go i'll go next uh i uh, it's it's tough for me um i i kind of want to pick a a bit of a weird character because i'm curious Mm -hmm. what 
do, and it would be Mysterio. Uh, because well, that's the next that, one. We're going to see him in, uh, in yeah. Far From Home. Yeah, that's actually that's a sure thing then. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. My all it's my. It's going to be betrayed by Jake Gyllenhaal. So, what are your thoughts on that? Well, well if, he, if he if he's better than his sister, <laughs> be oh, easily better than his sister. Come on. I uh, I so the only reason I choose Mysterio is I'm curious what they would do with the character now because I mean obviously you you take the one from like the '60s cartoon which is you know where I was first introduced that's a really weird wacky character but I mean considering what they've done with all the MCU villains uh, of late. Uh, really good modernizations, really good reinterpretations. That's that's really what interests me is is how they would approach a character that uh, you know, kind of like Scarecrow or or is an illusionist or you know can mm-hmm. can alter perception like that. I don't know. I don't really know what I want. But yeah, Jake J- Gyllenhaal, I like him. Yeah, um, I'm I haven't really kept up with latest the latest incarnations of Mysterio in that. Um, I'm only familiar with the classic one in that. Uh, yeah, me too glass dome with a uh, smoke in the middle and that yeah that's, still yeah. It. <laughs> that's yeah. Still it. yeah okay okay, okay. all right so well, that i'm here. wondering how they're going to yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah. i hope they don't show it in the trailers because i would love to just be surprised what, how mysterious yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i'm just thinking uh, uh arnold schwarzenegger as uh, dr freeze oh. uh, <laughs> I, my, heart, my heart hurts <laughs> by you saying that i think actually uh he was uh he was one of the people they had considered for a, a Spider-Man villain role for Spider-Man two or three, actually. But anyway, we'll get into that another time. Crazy. Eric, uh, I, I don't remember who it was. It was something that was a little bit strange. Better than Mr. Freeze, though, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Eric, who do you want to see then? I want to see Miles Morales come to the MCU. Oh, well, both our dreams came true then. Fant- oh, MCU. Oh, MCU. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Purely because his uncle has shown up in the, the first film in Homecoming, played by Donald Glover. So... Mm-hmm. Um, if they already introduced uh, yes. one person in his family, they talk. He talks about his nephew hmm. in that movie. Interesting. So um, I would love a bit of foreshadowing. They're planning on something a few years down the road. A few years down the line, and it's weird because um, uh, what's his name? Tom Holland's buddy Ned is pretty much based on uh, uh, Miles Morales's best friend from the Ultimate line. Right. So Genki Lee is um, yeah is pretty much Ned, like. It's really weird seeing him, um, but named Ned sure. <laughs> in the in the MCU, especially since Ned becomes a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, in the proper um, yeah in the proper Spider-Man. Marvel universe, he becomes Hobgoblin. Mm. For them. Right. Oh yeah, another of my favorite villains. I don't. Uh, villains. I, don't I, I honestly don't want to see a Green Goblin. Uh, mm. not for a long time. <laughs> Hobgoblin. Yeah, there's other uh, villains that they can. Yeah, Spider Man first. Of, 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 of anybody has such a elaborate rogues gallery they, they could go a long time without returning to god a green goblin or or any goblin for that matter <laughs> yeah nice uh, nice I, I i don't think anyone else other it's hard i i would love to see doc ock again but like he was done so well in spider-man 2 it's hard yeah, to true get that mm-hmm. over yeah, that's true. All right. All right. Well, let's just finish on one last thing. Uh, the Venom movie is coming out. And uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to put out there. Uh, are you guys excited? Are you guys scared? Uh, any uh, parting thoughts on Venom before it comes out? Mm, so far, yeah. pensive is the mood I would attribute uh, best of this, everything I've seen so far on that. I love Tom Hardy. It's great. Mm. Um, they might be doing, you know, from what I've seen of this, uh, the actual incarnation of Venom and in that, you know, I think they've got 
they're doing a pretty good job on the CGI in that. Um, mm-hmm. It's just I'm thinking I'm worrying that the large the story he's going to be playing in is you know if it, if, it, if it's a compelling story I'm in than that. But it, it, you know so far story is looking a little generic from what I can tell. It's what was that what was that Venom storyline that they're basing this on? Lethal Enforcer or and something else. Yeah, but like they, some it, of the lines. It's a mix yeah. of really two really popular Venom storylines, mm-hmm. and like it's weird having a like a Spider-Man story or a Venom story without Spider-Man, right. or at least not having him like introduce the character. You know, what yeah. I mean? like right. what's the reasoning for this symbiote to have Spider-Man's powers? Right, right. There's no reason for that, and if Sony's trying to build this Spider-Man universe, yeah, um with them and yeah, Silver Sable kinda... and, and uh, Black Cat. I would love to see Black Cat in the future. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. it, it just seems odd. Like, Yeah, yeah. The, the, the power set does not make sense in my mind. Well, I don't even know. I, I mean, do we know that he's really going to be a, a, a mimic of Spider-Man? I mean, he could just be Black Tentacle monster guy. Really? You know, might not really have much to do with Spider-Man well, in the well, end. Yeah, it, I, It's hard to picture yeah, of venom without that them. right yeah. like even yeah. even when he was um when he was part of the guardians of the galaxy he still had the spider-man powers yeah stuff right um, i don't know i don't know like, I, I think I, yeah. I was totally wondering about that now i mean you know are we going to see any sort of like kind of iconic chest emblem or that no well, this no. is they said no, they no. weren't yeah they Webs, that, web, any sort of web slinging or that or nothing this well, is yeah they, they they're they're keeping mum on it because they don't want to to mm. reveal everything because it could either bring people like yeah keep people away or it could bring people in but they're more worried about keeping people away if they say we're not doing web slinging we're not doing yeah all oh, have they stuff. said yeah. for sure that spider-man's not going to be in this one like yeah so, I, mean, I think that's part of it they're trying to they're trying to like have their cake and eat it too because I, I don't know they whether- tom holland was seen on the set okay oh okay. really so it well, could be just help. peter parker right right but the age difference is also so yeah. like, like Eddie Brock is supposed to be older, obviously, because yeah, and chunkier. Yeah. But but not like that much older. He's like twenty years older than Tom yeah. Holland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems odd. I like I like I, if they do bring all the symbiotes in from these storylines. Like it'll be interesting to see Carnage. Mm-hmm. So of course that's, that's what I'm. Yeah, Carnage. That film. Carnage was going to be my other villain option, but I think it's a little bit out of the realm now. Uh, but I mean, if Venom does well, then then he'll be back in. You know, apparently he's in uh, Carnage is in this movie. So mm-hmm. okay, okay, because okay. well. uh, Woody Harrelson is apparently playing Castle. Ooh, okay, I like that. Yeah. Like that. Back to his uh, uh, natural, natural born, born killer. killer days. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, Shadows, did you have any thoughts on the Venom movie? I mean, the trailer looks cool. Um, I, I I don't know a lot about the character, but I'm I'm intrigued by it. So you know, I might check it mm-hmm. out. What kind of person says a turd in the wind? That is not the phrase. A turd in the wind, like a turd in the wind. Come on, Venom. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't want to judge the movie too much on the trailer at this point because I I think you know they were putting some of those special effects in right up to the last minute. Um, so yeah. I don't know if that's going to be representative of the movie anyway. So I don't want to you know base it on that. Like a turd uh, in the wind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean that—that's a good way to sum it up because I don't even turd know if that line will still be in the movie. There. Yeah, that's what doesn't make sense about it. Why yeah. would they say that? It's a leaf in the wind. Come on, Venom. Yeah. I guess he's the, hes an alien, so he doesn't really know it. 
but like i mean t- to the point of what all of you guys have been sort of talking about like i mean it just depends on the story you know like if they yeah. can make it work you know without much reference to other spider-man stuff or to or to holland um great uh i i just think i don't know i i'm not i'm not sure what the goal of the movie is going to be and we don't really know how it's really going to play out in terms of uh, i hope it's building a universe yeah i think that's that's the hope i i think that's the hope but without them actually coming out and like i guess i guess what it comes down to is we don't really know what the details are of the the contract between them and marvel right yes uh so they still fully sony fully controls everything that exists within the spider universe and they want to take advantage of what's happening with spider-man right now but yeah i don't know i don't know if they're allowed to show tom holland as spider-man maybe he actually is just walking down the street and they won't even name him you know like uh, (laughs) like tom holland yeah yeah, this might be what really hurts is having to build the spider-man universe outside of spider-man See, yeah. I think at some point, I mean, this is something we'll say for maybe after we watch Venom or maybe just before Venom comes out and we can talk about all these production things. Uh, maybe that's that's their game, though. Maybe they're playing a long game and they're not going to allow Spider-Man to, to go back to the MCU after the contracted, you know, three movies are done. Like, I don't know, right? Like, th- there's like a lot of negotiation still to happen, you know, to keep oh. Spider-Man you know, in MCU, right? So maybe they're planning to maybe withdraw Spider-Man and then they'll have all these other movies already in place and then they just plop them back in, right? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Well, they're Disney. also planning that Morbius film. Like, oh, goodness. Like, who thought that was a good idea? Uh, 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 Sony. If Blade shows up in Morbius, then maybe, but I don't think that's going to well, happen either. <laughs> apparently, um, what's-his-face? Um, oh, I heard about this. Who's, who's, what's his name? Wesley Snipes. Uh, Wesley Snipes is talking to Marvel about... Um, projects so, he, he needs them but i it, it, it would be cool if he brought, came back as blade yeah and had his daughter be the the new blade right? that'd be cool that'd just be like cool. in the comics so yeah the trouble with blade, though <laughs> yeah like yeah the problem is he's a very he's very unreliable uh, as, as an actor unfortunately so i don't know who who would want to take him up on that now? So uh, that's think, a whole other matter. I, th- I think uh, I think Jail may have uh, fixed. Yeah, that. these Hopefully. days I think Hopefully. he'd be much more of a pliant kind of yeah. actor. So. He's like, I need this money, guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was a whole lot of Spider-Man talking. I think you can tell we could have gone on for for another hour, maybe uh, two or three more episodes. Uh, play the video game. Two, so yeah, waiting to play a Spider-Man. So you know. Yeah. We, we're going to wish you guys a fond farewell. Yeah, what what did what did you guys think of the Spider-Man uh, video game, and uh, who are your favorite uh, characters uh, in the uh, in the past and possibly future Spider-Man movies? Uh, send us a message. Send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca, or you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com/geekswithkidspodcast. We also have an Instagram. Uh, at uh, Instagram.com uh, slash Geeks with Kids. Uh, as always, you can find all of our episodes at Lipson.GeeksWithKids.com or on your favorite podcasting service. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes. Or uh, Spotify, anywhere. Oh, anywhere. yeah. You can send yeah. us anywhere. Yes. Send us a review. We love yes. it. Yes. They're very we, nice. We read them all and we love them. Uh, so uh, with that, I uh, wish everybody a happy Spider-Man evening. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> it it is. It, it will be in about five to ten minutes. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> when I boot out that game. Uh, all right. All right. Well, uh, see everyone later. Uh...
Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.